Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 8 Angel in a Red Hat. In the black stillness that followed, neither Grandpa nor Willie spoke. Willie thought about the voice from above. Grandpa, he said softly several minutes later, do you think they'll come back soon? It's hard to say, Grandpa said. Probably not till morning, like the man said. I wonder if that's what Jesus' voice sounds like, Willie said thoughtfully. When that voice called my name, I thought for just a minute that Jesus had come to help us. Don't you think he did? Grandpa spoke slowly, like it hurt to talk. He often uses people to do his work, you know, other people and his angels. Willie noticed that Grandpa's voice sounded weak and tired. Dear Jesus, he prayed silently, thank you for sending the helicopter and your angels. But Jesus, something's wrong with Grandpa. We need to go home. Please have your angels protect us for one more night. And please, please send people to get... Willie fell asleep. When his eyes opened again, Willie felt confused. Something was different. But what? A beautiful sunrise made the sky all pink and blue. Squirrels played on the hood of the car again. Birds sang on branches just above it. The cedar trees smelled tangy. The small river still made its noisy way over the rocks. But what was different? He heard voices. Voices? Voices! Grandpa! Willie exclaimed. I hear voices! Grandpa looked over at Willie and smiled weakly. Thank you, Lord, he said. Then he closed his eyes again. Willie! Willie Taylor! Several voices were shouting Willie's name. I'm here! Willie called back. We're right here! Hang on, buddy, we're coming. Willie could hear the sounds of people tramping through the brush and trees. Then the trees seemed to part and four men appeared. One had a stretcher strapped on his back. Two others had packs on. The fourth man wore a red baseball cap and had a coil of rope over his shoulder. Hey, buddy, how you doing? The man in the red hat said. He seemed to be the leader. What are you doing sitting up in that tree? Another man joked while a third man talked into a radio. Willie didn't know whether he was going to laugh or cry for a second. Are you angels, he asked. Angels? The man in the red hat laughed. Shucks, buddy, we're no angels. But we do help them out now and then, the man with the stretcher spoke up. He and one of the other men had gone around to Grandpa's side of the car. Mr. Taylor? Mr. Taylor, how are you feeling? Grandpa just smiled and nodded his head. Please help Grandpa first, Willie begged. He hurts a lot, I think. While the other men worked to free Grandpa, the man with the red hat spoke to Willie. I'm Joe Mason, he said as he reached up and pulled the car door open. Then he held up a canteen. Want a drink? Yeah, thanks, Willie said, reaching for the canteen. He took three big gulps, then handed it back. Well now, Mr. Mason said, are you ready to get out of there? Yes, sir, Willie responded. Mr. Mason stepped onto a low branch so he was on a level with Willie. He put his finger on Willie's wrist to feel his heartbeat. Do you hurt anywhere? I don't see any blood, but you sure are dirty, he said with a chuckle. Did you bring half the mountain down inside the car? Then he put his left hand on Willie's right knee, and with the other hand he felt along Willie's leg and foot. He did the same with Willie's left leg. Now look at me, Mr. Mason said. He grabbed Willie by the chin and turned his head. He looked in each of Willie's eyes and in both ears. Well, buddy, he said at last, you look in pretty good shape. Just a few bruises here and there. What kind of diet you been on? Graham crackers, Willie said with a grin. Water and graham crackers. Can we go home now, please? That's exactly what we're going to do. Your folks are pretty anxious to see you, Mr. Mason replied as he looked through the car to the men helping Grandpa. How are you guys doing, Dave? 
We just got his leg free, Joe, Dave, the man who had carried the stretcher, replied. Then he spoke gently to Grandpa. We're going to put a splint on your arm now, Mr. Taylor. You'll be more comfortable then. Let's go, buddy, Mr. Mason said, reaching into the car. He slid one long arm under Willie's legs and another behind his back. Put your arm around my neck, okay? He lifted Willie easily and stepped off the low branch onto the ground. Grandpa? Willie called to his grandfather, but he got no answer. He turned to Mr. Mason. What's going to happen to Grandpa? My men will take good care of him, Mr. Mason said as he and Willie neared the river. They'll carry him out on a stretcher. Mr. Mason stopped and turned around. Do you want to see some friends of yours, he said. He tilted his eyes and chin to point Willie's attention up the mountainside, way, way up the mountainside. Willie could just barely see tiny people looking over the bank, watching the rescue down below. Chris? Willie asked. Is that Chris? He answered my SOS. Yeah, I hear you're pretty good with the Morse code on the flashlight, Mr. Mason joked as he balanced on a log and crossed the river. Willie noticed a big square four-wheel drive truck with the word sheriff in gold letters on the side. There's a road here, he asked. Well, sort of a road, Mr. Mason replied. It's an old logging road. Hasn't been used for years, but you can drive down it if you have to, and it brought us to you. Now I'm going to lay you down and strap you to this bed, he continued as he stepped up into the back of the truck. Don't worry, this is just standard procedure. Your folks will meet us at the hospital. A doctor will check you over and decide if you can go home or whether you need to stay a while. As Mr. Mason talked, Willie noticed the other men coming along the trail. Two of them carried Grandpa strapped on the stretcher. The last man carried Willie's wheelchair. With just a little repair, I think this will work fine, he said as he put it in the truck. Then the men gently lifted Grandpa's stretcher into the truck. Willie watched wide-eyed. Are you okay, Grandpa? He knew his voice sounded scared. Grandpa wiggled his fingers in a tiny wave. He's worn out, the one called Dave said, but he'll feel better by tomorrow. Hey, Mr. Taylor, Mr. Mason's voice boomed cheerfully. Didn't that graham cracker diet agree with you? Grandpa just smiled, then closed his eyes. As the truck began to bump slowly along the old road, Dave sat down by Willie and patted his arm. You've been a brave kid, he said. How did you happen to know the Morse code? Not many people use it anymore. All the way back to Mill Valley, Willie talked with Dave. He told Dave about practicing the code, about the landslide, and about praying to be rescued. You know, Dave said, I think it's one of God's miracles that you and your grandpa are alive after all you've been through. That was quite a landslide, and a rough trip down the mountain. Angels helped you. I'm certain of it. At long last, Willie could tell they were in town because the truck was on a smooth road and because he could hear a lot of cars. Joe Mason had been leaning over Grandpa doing things to him for most of the trip. He talked on a telephone several times, listening and nodding his head. Once he took out a big needle and gave Grandpa a shot. Willie watched while he talked to Dave. Finally, he burst out, Are you sure Grandpa is really okay? He looks so white. Willie's eyes were open wide, and he felt a big lump in his throat as big as a golf ball. He doesn't move. Is Grandpa going to die? Is he? The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 8, The Rock Slide Rescue, written by Sandy Zaug, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955.
This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.